Welcome to the Wedding Pros Podcast. Uh, we're still in New York and hanging out. We're meeting New York peeps. Uh, how you doing, Jerry? I'm doing well, Jay. Just uh, had a great meal and yeah, uh, excited about having our next guest. Yeah. So we got Rachel Urban from Lowly Events. Um, tell, tell a little bit about yourself, Rachel. Yeah. So I have been working with Lowly Events for about five years. Uh, the company's been around for about 10. Uh, we are here in New York and also in Paris, and uh, we plan a luxury style, more approachable type of luxury type wedding. So... so um, we were talking during lunch, and we kind of ran the gamut of types of types of things. But one of the things that I thought was really interesting is you were you were talking about um, this idea of like you really have one company, but two different faces, bicontinental kind of thing. How did that get going? Like. Yeah, so about 10 years ago, uh, Lauren started Lowly Events. Uh, a few years in, we had Corley that came on board and started working um, here in New York specifically, but Lauren always, ha always had this sort of like French background, um, grew up in Paris. So once Corley was working here for a few years, she did such an awesome job, she decided to move back to France. Uh, and, you know, I feel like it's been ever since, you know, since I've been working with the company, since Lauren's been here, um, having that sort of a tie in Paris has been just, it's really nice to have someone on the ground over there. Uh, a lot of our clients tend to be from the States, uh, some from Canada, but regardless, they're all, majority of them are going over to France as a destination. So um, things like communication, having someone on the ground over there, um, the time difference, the budget difference, everything sort of makes sense to have someone local. So we're super grateful for Yeah, so you're able to make those destination weddings much easier because not only do you have a person in the state side, but then you have someone on the European side. And um, I, that's like a lot of people's dream, right? And like yeah. if you're working in our industry, a lot of people, their dream is to do New York, Paris, and you guys get to do <laughs> it. So you're living the dream in terms of like, the luxury weddings, <laughs> that's incredible. Have you have you been to Paris yes, recently? Yes, yeah. I have. Um, actually, not recently, but I went over for a wedding in 2016, so okay. it's been a few years. Yeah, sure. Um, no, I love it, and it's one of those things, too, where I look at our weddings in France, and I'm just constantly amazed and Drooling. blown away and just, wow. Jealous can of you yourself. Just, yeah. yeah, exactly. <laughs> just can you imagine just being over there and planning weddings? And the same thing for them. They're just like, New York City, what a cool spot. <laughs> and so I guess the grass is greener everywhere. But. Totally. <laughs> That's awesome. So it's like you guys are kind of living the dream, you know, killing it, um, making amazing work. What, like, what do you love the most about, like, if, if there was one part of what you get to do, what's the part that excites you the most in terms of making people's day amazing? And especially, obviously, people are always interested in the design side, but, you know, is there a part of that just excites you about designing events still? Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that there's something to be said about the fact that after a wedding, you know, I feel like for us, we have what we always say, like 12 to 15 weddings a year. Um, but for these couples, you know, hopefully they only have one. And so um, for the Especially way Especially only they, one a year, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so I feel like the impression that we end up making on their lives, it, it's, it's something that we don't ever have like a tangible like item. You know, we don't have a video, we don't have a photo, but this like experience, this memory that they have with us, I think to me is one of my favorite parts of it. I feel like whenever I first started planning, a lot of it, not that we were, not that we've ever been the type of company to like crank out. Like I feel like we always 
one thing that we do pride ourselves on is that we don't have this cookie cutter wedding that everyone feels different, blah, blah, blah. But like, I think that being so new into the industry, I was kind of a little more timid, like just learning my way and doing more day of smaller packages where I didn't have as much like involvement with couples. And then, um, as I've grown in the industry and as like the business has grown, I feel like I have this lasting, like the wedding ends and the couple is like, let's hang out. Let's be friends. Let's get drinks. Let's stay in touch. Or like I have mothers of brides. They're like, come to family dinner. Like yeah. come be part of our family still. And like, don't like disappear kind of thing. And I think that's just something that I really, I don't know. It just sits so, so well with me. To be it's it's to rewarding. Like, yeah. 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 I, it's, I was telling you over lunch, like we still work with many of our brides. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. You know, like I see them, their aunt Natalie Denise sent me some macaroons in the mail on Friday. Yeah. Nicest lady ever, by the way. They're but delicious. she was one Natalie. of our brides. Thank you, Natalie. She was one of yeah. our brides. And like, you really are, it's, so I'm thinking about my own wedding. It's the one, one, I can't think, I'm honestly racking my brain trying to think of another day that I remember the morning, middle, afternoon, night. Yeah. I remember, How many days you plan by like every five minutes? I remember <laughs> everything about that day. I remember waking up. I remember having breakfast. I remember having lunch. I remember like, that's a crazy day. Yeah. <laughs> like when you think about it and you're just like, it's so special that we get to do that. And so for you, you know, I, I think like hopefully you're not so jaded, by the way, if you're listening to this, that you forget that. Don't forget that. It's, the, it's your power. That's how you make good work is giving a crap about people. Right. Um, Style-wise, um, how would you kind of describe what you guys do with Loli? You don't even have to describe it, but tell us a little bit about what it looks, what is a Loli event to you? Yeah, so I think that our aesthetic tends to be a lot more approachable. It's a client that still wants a luxury wedding, but they want it in sort of a modern way. Um, things that tend to be a little more organic and natural, and I think that kind of falls into us as planners, I think it falls into their venue that they end up booking at. I think it's a lot of their vendors that tend to be a little more relaxed and approachable. Um, just kind of the whole day, I think, tends to just be a little more organic, but still clients that want this elevated experience. The elevated care. You know? Right. I, I loved what you said earlier because I think it's so true. I, I still see brides do it today where they're like, my wedding is all about my Pinterest board. It's all about trying to make it look a certain way and like the shade of flowers is, is what you said. And going back to, well, how's how's the, the, the people that are attending, how right. are they actually experiencing this event? And like in, in a way that's going to be memorable, like you find that people are kind of going back to their roots of like, let's just have something that people can have a good experience you find that's totally. generally the case and that's yeah. what you're trying to bring to the table right i mean and it's a little of both right because we still for us on our you know our website our instagram we yeah. still don't get me wrong we still love a beautiful wedding that totally. is featured and is is gorgeous and ends up on you know pinterest or wherever but um at the same time we really pride ourselves on the guest experience yeah. and making something that's unique and not cookie cutter but also something where your guests are having a good time and and it's interesting, too, it really falls on, you know, like I mentioned to you guys, things that people might not even notice. If they don't notice that anything's wrong, then then it's a good time yes. versus them just being like, 
no one's going to go home from a wedding and just be like, you know what? I felt like I was at a comfortable body temperature all night long. Like yeah. nobody's like that. <laughs> no, the best part about but that wedding. But they know when they're hot and they know when they're cold yeah. and they know when there's a line yeah. at the bar and they know when there's a line. I had no awareness of my body <laughs> temperature and that was my favorite part of the wedding. <laughs> yeah. My wife now is like, you're so picky about everything. And I'm like, it's literally, I've become so picky since, because every little detail is is we work with great planners where every little detail is thought about and it's like if anything goes wrong i'm like what the heck is that guy you know yeah. doing and it's like it's probably made me a super grouchy driver because no, i'm like that guy's on the line the and like yeah, yeah. well we see it too and, and people do feel so passionately about it and it's and it's not only just I, I don't know it reflects also to future events like we get inquiries from people who may not be referrals from past clients but <laughs> you know the mother of the potential bride will be like i love your work, but I went to this one wedding and it was, you know, what for whatever reason, it was, you know, too hot or like there was just such a long line for the bar. We need to make mm -hmm. sure that there's bartenders and people notice those things. And they it's just totally one of those do. things that like the guest experience really matters and it sure. matters to us. And I think that's sort of a mixture. We, we like an even mix of the two where people are like, wow, this is beautiful and it's fun and it's... Isn't it weird though fun. that like so many people in our industry, I heard a planner... <clears throat> at an event, it was a planner event, and they were on the stage and they were like, it's not about, it's about us. She was like, it's about us, the planners, we're the stars <laughs> of the whole experience. Which, on some level, I'm like, okay, I get it. Like, planners are a big deal, don't get me wrong. But I think it's nuts how like, our industry will always move towards this idea of like celebrity and you being a big deal and, <clears throat> and like, when you talk to people who are doing really well, I don't really find that to be the case, but I, I, I hear that. Like, mm -hmm. it blows my mind how many people are still like, don't get it, that it's about the client and creating a good experience. And guests, too, not just right. the client, but like. Yeah, I mean, we're in the service industry. It's, yeah. it's not about us, <laughs> sadly. Yeah. Um, yeah. But we do get so many, oftentimes, like I was saying, where we're so, you know, spoiled I feel like as planners outside of an actual wedding day there's venues and catering companies and people who reach out to us to have us for dinner and stuff we definitely get our time in the spotlight but yeah. not on a wedding day I feel like it's 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 a very real it's a it's a definitely a reality at the end of like if it's 2 a.m my feet hurt into like my back and I like can hardly walk and I'm like yep it's not always like a flashy glamorous <laughs> no I mean glamorous job but it's worth it it's humbling in a good way because it it connects you to what matters it, it'd be easy i think it's important to still see your couples and still work and still show up on the day of mm -hmm. and all that stuff because you'll forget real quick it's easy to to forget right um <clears throat> go ahead Jared. yeah i was um so you know we talked a little bit about at lunch and you know where <laughs> we get like our leads in general is usually photographers, planners, like other vendors, referral-based. Um, and you mentioned a lot of where you get your work from is um, uh, referrals, right? Mm -hmm. Do you find that you're referred by other planners as well? Kind of like, you're, you, we talked about it too, like you're the beginning of the, the lead train and kind of the end of the lead train as well. So like where in general are you getting your work from? Because I, I think a lot of people at home, this channel, a lot of people are probably, you know, photographers, videographers, like kind of that side of things and not really understanding the world that you're living in and kind of how you're getting work in general and what your relationship is to mm -hmm. the client. So in general, how, how does the, the process start? 
Yeah, I mean, a lot of it's just through email. A lot of the times, if 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 we if it comes from another planner, they send them our emails. If they see our website, we have all of our personal emails up there. So, mine's on the website. People can reach out directly. I don't know. It's interesting because I know that you you had asked about maybe like a website form. Um, we don't have one on our website. You should get one. <laughs> well, it's interesting because I feel like because because we could just go yeah. What, what's email the philosophy spam you. behind that? So I don't actually know because I didn't. I I mean the company was around before, <laughs> yeah, before I was sure. on the website, so I'm not I love sure. That. I wonder. But, just do things the way you do them. Well, I, here's my. I've actually never thought about this before, but here's my just initial thought on it. Is I think that um, so I worked full time for an event company. Totally, it was like a bar and restaurant in the city. Totally different, not weddings at all. Um, and we had a form on our website, but a lot of the time when we would get inquiries through the form, it was always just like. People would just be like, "Hi, I'm having an event. Let's talk." Yeah. And and it was all, and then we'd get back to them and say, "Where's your event? Like, how many people are you having? What are the details? Blah blah blah." But there's something about this like connection. We're also such a small company that it's like there's also this connection of like someone emails like Rachel at Lily Events, and they're just like, "Hi, Rachel. Like, I'm so and so. Nice to meet you." And there's this like human connection of like now you're connected with this actual planner who's yes. going to talk to you, and and you their their initial email is now this pressure of like instead of it being a form, they're actually sending something to me so what's their first impression and like what are they sending and so I think it tends to be they include a lot more information it's a lot more personal um I don't, I don't know. Getting, you have this no, immediate access to them. Yeah. You're getting like the um, I don't know. <laughs> I like forms because then they can't someone can't scrape my email address off the oh, internet. Oh yeah yeah. Oh we certainly me. get lots of vendor um, <laughs> a lots of but but I don't know. I, I, I don't mind it. I think it's nice for the client to be able to make this because yes. also too for planning it's like if they're booking us for full planning they're going to literally be speaking to us most every day for yes. the next like year. Don't get me or wrong. So. I won't it's make them fill the form out every time they communicate with us. <laughs> Just the first time. <laughs> yeah 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 totally. But, um. Oh that's interesting though. It's like everybody does things in such different ways and, and a lot of the reasons we do them is just because that's what we did them yeah mm-hmm. yeah it's like no i think it's i think there's something to be said about it. it also depends i don't know it depends on where it's coming from if a lot of the time people don't even if if it's a um couple that's maybe reached out to another planner and they're like i'm already booked but email rachel here's her email address people mm-hmm. just copy and paste that and send yeah. it right to us so they're not gonna like from there go to our website and fill out a form if they already have our email address so, anyway so that you hit on something there. Somebody literally just technically a competitor directly yeah. referring you. And then you had also mentioned over lunch, do you have the like tell us about that dinner? Because that's just I want people to know about what's going on in New York because it's very fascinating. Yeah. So can I like can I like name the Oh yeah, go ahead. I mean. So um so Joe Meyer does this dinner and it's typically once a month, but it depends on, you know, time of year he'll do during the peak season it doesn't really happen but during the quieter times he'll do a dinner once a month and it's it's called the planners dining club and it's based on collaboration over competition is kind of his like motto for it and it's interesting because as planners we get together so often for like i mentioned before like venue tastings with new caterers um walkthroughs at new venues just other vendors around the city trying to host because they know too it's like their their way in also is kind of through the planners so they'll yes. host us all together at once and so we end up spending all this time together and it's no fun if you get there and everyone's just like whispering about one another <laughs> <laughs> everyone's friends and there's so much business 
to go around and not to say that it's not something to work hard for. We certainly have to work for our business, but every, every planner is a little different. Their clientele is a little different. Um, so we certainly spend a lot of time with other planners and we exchange business, I think. And, mm-hmm. and some of it can just be from, you know, I'm literally booked and I yeah. can't, I cannot book this client. Who do I know that has a similar aesthetic to me that I could send them their way? And it's, and it's, I don't know too, the internet's a scary place. It's like, you can end up Googling NYC wedding planners and you don't know if these people oh are gosh. good or like or if they're, they're paying to be on top of Google or whatever, totally. you know, it's, it's a lot about, um, that referral system. Yep. So we're happy to do it. And I think, and I know other planners do it for us as well. And it's just, yeah, when you get into that luxury space, like serving your couples is it, obviously that's your whole game plan. But like serving people that aren't your couples too, it's also part of your brand as well. Like even if you can't serve them, you can serve them by uh, serve them on their wedding day. You can serve them by providing them. Yeah, it's your reputation. Resource. Yeah, because yeah, totally. that's your brand is just totally. good service across the board. Yeah, I mean it's one of those things. Like with our month of planning, um, we're not really involved in their booking vendors, yep. but I always tell my clients for month of, I'm like, if you're booking me a year out and you're booking me for month of, like, if you don't have certain vendors booked, just email me. It takes me five minutes to draft you an email on people that we know are awesome. And it takes you hours to like search Google and having no idea and just trying to figure it out. So I always include vendor recommendations we, if I'm not the one booking them as well. We book 80% of our vendor referrals. Yeah. Cool. If I get a vendor referral, Base, I'm going to book them. Yeah. Basically. Because that level of trust we, that we get from the planner, that level of trust that that client has in the planner, it like, it, and then you, of course, know, like, it's going to be a good wedding. Yeah. We're like, oh, mm-hmm. this is going to be awesome because everyone likes each other. And yeah. Like, it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, um, I'd, I'd like to hop in a little bit because you mentioned that you do um, day of planning as well as, like, you know, full on or mm-hmm. full scope planning. Um, can you explain to people at home, kind of what the difference is between the two are, what you can expect from a planner that's kind of full scope, that's involved for two years out compared Mm -hmm. to somebody that's going to be involved for, is it like a month beforehand? Maybe just explain some of those differences because I I think we don't know. We don't know the difference. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I mean, in a lot of cases. It's interesting. I I feel that I, you know, we talk to every client from the start and just Mm -hmm. ask them what they have going already or do they have a venue do they have any vendors booked and then we kind of base our full service pricing off of that um it's never just a fixed here's the price and if you have a venue booked it's still the price kind of thing we definitely um adjust based on that but full service will include you know booking all their vendors for them handling their budget keeping them on track from month to month we create a really detailed month to month checklist for them um we, I mean, there's really no limit. We always joke. We're like tying their shoes in the morning. That's, yes. how, yeah. <laughs> that's how detailed I, it gets. The 42 North um, podcast, they were talking about how they will pick outfits. <laughs> yeah. They'll sometimes be like, bridesmaids should wear this. It coordinates yeah, yeah, yeah. With totally, the, totally. Yeah, we help them. If they, if they need help getting their bridesmaid dresses, rehearsal dinner outfits, whatever. I mean, it, it's everything. Um, and then of course, you know, we're, we have a handle in the design. So we set, you know, we go to all their meetings with the, you know, rental companies, florists. Yep. It's really from start to finish. And, and some clients come in and they're like, here's my budget. Here's my aesthetic. I want nothing to do with the rest of this. Here you go. Like take this and run with it. And some want, you know, to be CC'd on every single email and they want to be a part of it as if they're really in the planning. So yes. every, we just learn from each client. Um, 
And then whether it's full planning or, you know, day of, we start typically with day of coordination. I actually touch base with them like a month out okay. um, and start building their timeline. We do a final walkthrough, touch base with all the vendors, cool. and carry out the wedding day. Um, and then with month of, there's like a tiny little difference between the two. With month of, I actually touch base with them two months out. And okay. that one tends to be a lot more like vendor involved. So okay. I'll like at that two month mark, just like touch base with other vendors, tie up all the loose ends, see if they're like missing anything major. It's sure. a little more of like people who come to us and they're like, I think I did everything right, but maybe just Can like- you just dot the I's and cross the T's? And there's like enough yeah. time, there's eight weeks left and yeah. they're like, maybe if there's anything like crazy <laughs> wrong with this, it's still time. It's catastrophic like insurance. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So- um, you had mentioned like, oh, I, I'm going to refer someone who's good, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to get this person or get this person. Let's, what is the, like, this is a primarily targeted at wedding creatives. And I think a lot of wedding creatives um, are looking to get into the luxury market. Um, and we always tell people the key is the planners, the key is the venues. Brides are going to trust their planner if the like, if the planner says don't hire them, they're not going to hire them. Yeah, it's just how it is. And so I always think like the number one way for you as a wedding creative to get into the industry, either you get really lucky, you happen to shoot something that just gets you published, and and which is you know you could get a great client, but maybe the designer on that day didn't do a good job, and you're not going to get published. Mm-hmm. But the other way is you work with really great planners, right? You break in and, and, they, and they, they have access to luxury clientele on a consistent basis. You're not going to get all their weddings, but maybe one or two a year you end up working with them. Have you ever worked either. with a wedding creative that you're like, never again? Um, is anyone on your blacklist? Yeah. No. Yeah. Yeah. Even if it's not like it, a but. physical blacklist, <laughs> no, I think it's, it's like, a total mental blacklist. Yeah. Of like, yeah I, but I think it's important to be able to know. Yeah, well, not, you're the not who it is or the, what the story is, but that like I firmly believe this. Like, if you get on someone's bad side, if you get on a planner's bad side, <laughs> for your good reason or bad reason, you're just not going to get their yeah. clients anymore. Yeah, it's you know it's interesting. I feel like although we do provide those recommendations for vendors with our smaller like month up and day up packages, sometimes people have already booked someone else that they found on the internet or whatever. And I think that's kind of our chance to work with new vendors that maybe we haven't worked with yet. And I think part of it is nice because it doesn't fall back on us. It's not like, oh, hey, I'm trying out this new person and I I don't know anything about them. I haven't heard anything, but let's like go for it. And then the wedding day comes and it's a disaster and the client's like, well, you recommended them. Well, that's such a good way to put it though. Like with the smaller packages, we're like, okay, at least we get to test the waters. And there have been so many awesome vendors that have come out of that that I've just been like I haven't heard of you and I and I didn't know of you but you did an awesome job yeah. today and let's work together again and there's some that we work with a lot now who we just crossed paths with yep. yeah so if somebody was like I really want to work with you what would you recommend well I mean a number of things I think that it's nice to know it's nice to like take a look at their work and see other maybe planners that have worked with them before um, or other vendors who have worked with them and had a great experience. You know, I think that's something that means a lot. Um, It depends. It depends on the vendor. But I think just, again, back to that referral system, people that have had great experiences, it it speaks a lot. I think it's all about who you know. Yeah. I think it's all, I think it's, I think, 
like I was saying, like for me, luxury weddings are not about how much you get paid to work at the wedding, even though hopefully they're commiserate, right? They, they, they follow each other. The more I spend at the wedding, the more you get paid, hopefully. But I also think like you, what, it's more about the company you keep, mm-hmm. right? It's about like, do you roll with this high-end crowd or do you not? And I think what more people should be angling for is less about making high-end money and more about creating high-end connections. Right. Ray Roman talks about it all the time. He's always like, oh, it's all about who you know. And he'll mm-hmm. always talk about, oh, the planner at the Ritz in New York City. This person, this person. And, like, those are his people. Those are the people, like, if you know this person, then maybe they'll know a person. And then, But at the end of the day, like, they're going to go, like, oh, well, Ray must be good because she wouldn't work with him if he was bad. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people, they want to just be like, my work is great. And then planners are like, but who do you know? Like, nobody knows you. Maybe your work is great, or maybe you just spent seven days walking around the woods shooting this, <laughs> making this fake video. Who knows? <laughs> so I think it's all about who you know, and I think more people should be angling at creating relationships, genuine relationships, not right. using people, adding value to them, being friendly, but finding a way. How do I get? How do I hang out with these people? How do I get to know them personally? How do I create relationships with these people and value add them? Right, definitely. So when do you think the best time would be? Say, I'm a photographer. You know, I've been booked by you or by um, the the couple themselves. Um, when do you usually like to catch up with the creative about? scheduling about things that the creative needs for the wedding day to be able to produce their work? Yeah, I mean, for us, typically, it also depends on how long we've been working with a client. So if it's full planning, we typically will start, I would say, like, three-ish months out to, like, Mm -hmm. really start on, like, a super detailed wedding day timeline. Um, And at that point, we have a lot more answers. I mean, it's one of those things, too, where it's like, I think clients get so excited. Like, if you're working with them for two years, it might be, like, at the one-year mark. And they're like, let's talk to our band. And then the the band's like, sure, but, like, everyone's going to forget this conversation within, like, the next few months. And then we're going to have it again. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. thank you. It doesn't even matter. We don't have a timeline. It doesn't matter what we decide. So it's, I think a lot of those, I I mean, of course, this is different with, like, design. You know, Mm. if we're designing a table or, you know, whatever the case may be, we can certainly, you know, get some of those things booked. Even florist, right? Yeah, exactly, so that we can get some of those things booked and reserved rentals, things like that, a little bit more in advance. Mm -hmm. But when it comes to, like, these detailed wedding day, how the day is going to flow, I mean, people People will change their mind about things. You might have more bridesmaids or, you know, the, yeah. the hair and makeup schedule will change or, you know, you whatever. The things will just change so much that within that time that we really start this, like, backbone of a timeline, I think is the best time for, like, photo, video, yeah. band. I, I Usually we I'll catch up with a bride, um, you know, anywhere from two years to six months before the wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, set them up with the, the shooter that will be their day of so they can have this little connection. But it's not even, I don't even want them to talk about schedule. Like yeah. usually it's like two weeks beforehand because like we're not, even, when we're shooting, you know, Stop Go Love films, we're not even really having a lot of weight thrown into the conversation about scheduling. Usually yeah. that's going to be more the photographer because they want half an hour right after portrait or right after the ceremony for portraits. Um, 
And so, uh, so yeah, like I, I, I'm like two weeks beforehand is like perfect for for us. Like, yeah, we, and we, again, I mean, three months is a pretty hefty time. Like I feel like that's with our yeah. planning clients a lot of the time. If they've hired us for month of, like yep. I mentioned, it'll be two months. With day of, it'll be one month. So yep. it depends. But yeah, yeah. And then we we really will send out like a few weeks in advance. Like okay, here's yes. the latest timeline. Yeah. And then it sometimes will be even like the month the Monday of the wedding week then we'll be like okay final version everybody yep. Here, so here's a question for this will be this is for the creatives when creatives have creative requests for how they like to work when do you want to know that how soon is that helpful to you to know in the planning process um i mean specifically like could be like, i want yeah. this amount of time I want to be in this place. Oh, we're at this venue. I want to go to the rooftop. Or I need 40 minutes or I need this or I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, I think it's good to know as soon as possible. I feel like even if we're not working on the wedding day timeline yet, I think it's just good precedent to set um, Mm -hmm. so that it's not like, hey, we're sharing the final and it's not. It needs more editing, sort of thing. So that's not you don't. I'm the queen of cushioning time, though. So I feel like there's like there's 40 minutes anyway. Yeah, you're you're always planning on some (laughs) random photographer telling you that they don't have enough time. Yeah, or like a shuttle to take longer than it should. Oh yeah. Something to happen. Oh, can we? Oh, especially New York City. Oh my god. They're the worst. I hate. I hate that part about. Yeah, it's one of those things. We have like our. I have a, a call with my team like the week before every wedding, and I'm and it's always this like. Hey guys, guess what? There's no transportation. Yay! Uh, and no parking. <laughs> and nothing. Yeah. Everyone's like, woohoo, what easy wedding. Yeah. <laughs> I love, especially like being in the city. Like, I, I, this summer, I felt like it happened a lot too, where it was like, Oh, the the bus driver missed the turn, so now they're stuck in traffic. And, and it's like minutes late 20 now. minutes yeah, later, they yeah. roll around. I mean, I'll cushion regardless. It's like, let's get there early and take photos or yeah. do something. Let's yeah. hang out early. If, if you've uh, never done a, if you're listening to this and you've never done like big city weddings, uh, at least in the Northeast, every one of these weddings basically goes exactly like this. You get to some place. Um, do you know you're getting ready or whatever? But you drive there, you park, you spend forty dollars to park at that one place for like three hours. Then you go to some church where there's no parking, <laughs> you know, Catholic church or whatever. Yeah, the church is um, for sure. And you go to some place where there's no parking. Maybe you just say, "I'm gonna get a ticket," and you just park anyway. So you get a ticket there, forty dollars. Then you try to do portraits, but then something happens with some shuttle or whatever. The only thing that I ever see that tip pretty much runs on time is usually we finally caught up by the time the cocktail hour ends. <laughs> but pretty much from the beginning of it, once you get on that first shuttle to get to the, or I don't get on the shuttle, but the bride and groom do, you you might literally not have an actual real parking spot for three or four locations. In city weddings, you have to move locations more than any other wedding. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's one of those things where like, I don't know, once you really start, once this is what you do, you kind of don't know any difference. So you're just like, okay, this is, this is how things have to go. This is the time cushion. And like, we call shuttle drivers like two hours before and we're like, please arrive 15 minutes early. And you do wedding Cedar Lake, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. So when you do Cedar Lake. Oh, everything's there. You're just like, like, now we're going to walk here. Now we're going to walk there. Yep. <laughs> we do a lot of weddings like that, by the way, where it's all in one place. And then we also do a lot of city weddings. Yeah, same. And the city weddings, we get like an hour and a half less content. 
Yeah. Because you are literally just <clears throat> traveling, switching, moving. Um, that's what they're like. So if you're like not into that and you want to have just an actual timeline that you can predict, <laughs> you're not flexible, don't try to get into inner city weddings. Yeah. I mean, if we're doing our jobs right, then I think I think the timeline typically goes towards pretty close. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's also, not to get into like logistics that nobody cares about, but there's things like oh, church we weddings where people are, the church is literally like, you have to be out of here by X, Y, Z time. So yeah. then we're like, that we cannot like actually be late or else the priest will like tell us no for the ceremony. <laughs> yeah, it's like, there's no community. What about the water, when, when the water main breaks in the middle of Manhattan? Did you see that today? Well, yeah, I mean, there's nothing that New Yorkers love more than a parade, right? So yeah. like every Saturday, we're just like, okay, what parade is going to be in the way of our wedding? Yeah, yeah there's a parade. Or, How do you even find out? Oh, my God. Because the city is a living thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing yeah. is you're in it. You're in it. As much as we like to think that the world revolves around mm. us and our wedding day, sadly, New York City goes on. Yeah. And other things are happening. So. But it becomes part of the day too. That's the thing <laughs> yeah. is like, I'm learning to like, I've learned to go with it, and like, you do a lot more in a hotel, for instance. So the hotel better be nice, but you do a lot more in the hotel. You do a lot more at the final location, like. As opposed to, you know, a wedding where you might be working at Cedar Lake where you're going to go, like, we're going to shoot the ceremony, then we're going to walk right out and do portraits. Mm -hmm. You might not do that in an city wedding because you might literally be in an alley. Mm -hmm. You're like, we're not going to do portraits here. We're going to do all our portraits back at the hotel. And it's like, it just changes the way you think about the day <clears throat> and how you plan. Um, and I, I think I'm like, I was very anti-inner city weddings for a couple of years because I had some bad experiences. But... I've had some good experiences in a row, and I'm thinking I'm figuring it out. But that's what you do every day, though. Yeah. You're, you're doing this stuff. You Maybe, you, like you said, you don't even know any different anymore, right? Yeah, I mean, it's, I don't know. It's such a treat, too, for people who, because a lot of the couples, I mean, some of them are born and raised here, but so many aren't. And yeah. their guests are coming in, and it's a weekend for them to spend in New York City. And I don't know, we find the RSVP rate ends up being pretty high and Interesting. people yeah. love it. I mean, it's a whole weekend of I love New York, New City. York City. Yeah. New York City. You're like, you're from Austin originally, right? Yeah. Well from Houston, but Houston, yeah, I lived in Houston. Austin for a bit. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm from Boston, not even from Boston. I'm from outside of Boston. Jared's from close to me, mm -hmm. uh, but <clears throat> I've grown up just taking weekend trips to New York City. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's always been my favorite city yeah. since I was a kid. It's yeah. just so many awesome things. I mean, it's I, not even New York City. It's the city. Yeah, it's oh, when's the, city. the last time you've been down to the, the city? city. <laughs> the, the city. The city. Yeah, we're going to New York. <laughs> so, um, so let's talk a little bit about what are you into these days? Just personal stuff. What's your favorite thing right now? Like, tell me about what you're into. Oh gosh, um, it depends on the time of year, I guess. I mean, right now it's it's kind of a little bit of our quiet time. So I don't know. It's so funny. I I actually was thinking about this question over the weekend and I was asking my boyfriend like what are some cool things about me because I feel like I need to answer this question. It can question. be lame too whatever you're interested in. No I think it's just I think that the funny thing is whenever I started planning I had a full-time job and I started freelancing with weddings and and I almost considered like wedding planning to be my like thing yeah. that was just like this is what I love to do on the side and like I'm working towards like being able to do this and now that I'm doing this I'm like what is my thing yeah. now yeah. <laughs> other than like saying the most boring answer which is like work <laughs> no no <laughs> no no is my thing <laughs> I think that that's that is the creative like I talk we talk about it a lot on the podcast which is yeah. like identity yeah 
like there's ego identity, right? And these things are constantly wrestling, right? Am I good? I'm actually the best. Well, yeah. am I the best? And then also like, I love what I do. I love what I do. I love what I do. Our favorite thing oftentimes is our work. Some people's favorite, I, I think you wouldn't be that successful if work wasn't your favorite yeah, thing. Yeah, I mean, there's I, I, something, I don't, I don't know. There's something interesting to be said about the wedding planning whole, like the wedding planner as a whole needs to know about food and wine and mm -hmm. paper and music and photos and videos and like all these things I need to be like a little bit good at a lot of different things and I think there's a lot of time that I spend or need to spend improving on little things whether that's like I've, I heard of a planner recently who's like taking a like class on lighting and things like that that are just like so much to learn and it's yeah. all worldly stuff but it all kind of circles back into like your job. Yeah. It's like you can go to a tasting with a couple one day and then you can go the next day and like be looking at flowers and you need to be an expert on like both of those mm -hmm. things. You yeah. need to have like the perfect palette and like the perfect eye and like all these things. So, so many, I feel like uh, a lot of my outside time too can be or should be spent but sometimes is spent on improving just like as, I don't know, like a person. You, you <laughs> quickly like, realize it's like you, it becomes such a deep part of who you are. Yeah. In general, it's just the work that you do, mm -hmm. like, because um, you, you, it's, it's a, you know, it's the way you see the world now. It's yeah. like through creating stories, like, and so everything that I do, it's like, well, I want to read this book and like, oh, like that can relate to the way that I film weddings and like that can relate to the way that I do business and the way that I interact with people. It's like, yeah, I mean, doing what we do now, work in general is just like a big, huge part of Right. Ooh, I am. Do you right. have uh, Disney Plus? I do actually. I have do you watched the Imagineering <laughs> series? No. Oh, so you got to uh, watch it. What's oh it yeah, you as a plant. Uh, you you as a plant have to yeah. watch it. It's, it's Imagineering. It's the people who build the parks. Oh, cool. Okay. And and they talk. It reminds me of being in the celebrations industry. Totally. Because it's about you know all this. Fancy stuff, high-end stuff. There, of course, they're talking about cutting-edge technology and all this entertainment stuff and creating an environment and experience. But it's also a human thing. And so I think it's really easy to fall in love with this industry mm -hmm. because you're not doing something that... You're not a dentist that everyone hates. You're not... <clears throat> you're, 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 everyone loves you. They look at you and they, they associate the best day of their life with you. <laughs> And you're part of it, and you get to kind of like get a contact high from their awesome day, and and like I hope nobody, I like, I hope people listening to this always come back to gratitude, and like when they hear you say like I love my work, it makes me happy. Yeah. Like that's nothing to be ashamed of, and I hear so many people, and I think it's cool, work-life balance, great. I, I'm, I do support that, and you know you got to take a break when you need a break. Right. But if you're like, well, I kind of just love working though, and you like. I think people feel bad about that sometimes. And I'm like, you shouldn't feel bad about that. Yeah. It's like, it's fulfilling. You love your work. Great. Right. And, and I feel like so much of our energy goes into it. I mean, there are certainly other things that I love doing. I'd certainly love, you know, relaxing. I love a good margarita. I love sitting out. I, I think that my biggest thing is no matter, I mean, of course, this time of year, it's hard, but just like being outside for mm -hmm. me is like so important. And it, it, I can be sitting out in a patio restaurant like drinking with my friends or I could be on a beach or I could be traveling or what like whatever but if the sun's shining and if it's like somewhat warm outside I like have to be out there it actually kind of like pains me if there's sun shining and I'm sitting inside and I, I don't know something about like that I think that I 
I think that just like kind of relaxes me. So I think between yeah. the two, I don't know. But it's that fuel, it's that yeah. refuel. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like ultimate work, like super hard work, and then just like super mm-hmm. hard relaxation. <laughs> yep, and you gotta have both sides, but don't feel bad. If you love working hard, don't feel bad about it. Don't let people guilt trip you into taking 20 vacations a year or something. Yeah, yeah, no, like, I love vacations. You guilt trip me all the time for going on vacations, Jay. I do not, I never, I support your vacations wholeheartedly, 100%. Yeah. What, what's your thing, Jay? Um, you talked about the board earlier. Let's. So I'm excited about exploring some desserts tonight. Okay. Like right. I'm like I'm I'm already thinking through like what what should I get dessert tonight? Oh gosh. Um. What are your options? What what are you kind of looking anything. into? I can do anything. It's New York City. Oh. We that's all I have to do. Is go get dessert. Okay. That's my one thing. We, we didn't get cheesecake. We I can drive two. Night. I can drive all the way up to the total other side of Manhattan to eat it. Yeah. I can do whatever I want. I don't know. I don't know. I'm actually not a huge. I'm. I love dessert, but so I the, try to steer away from it. So I'm not the. Be, I'm not the best dessert. So if you were, if you were bad, <laughs> if you were bad and you were cheating, what would you eat for dessert? I'd probably go for. I like a good cheesecake. I also like a really good like warm chocolate chip cookie. I, like, um, I mean, you're speaking yeah. my language. <laughs> <laughs> I th- I do feel like getting some cheesecake, and I, I'm f- I love diner cheesecake, but I'm wondering if there's a greater experience. I feel I can like seek. maybe just because it's where I've always gone for cheesecake, but it's like Times Square. I just always get Times yeah, Square. You just go it's to like, that dumpy diner <laughs> and get a five dollar cheesecake, and yeah. it's so good. Yeah. yeah. But I'm wondering if there's like someone who's going to elevate it and blow my mind, and I, I, that's what I think I'm going to look for tonight. It's like, how do I take this cheesecake thing to the to the next level, the, the ultimate level? <laughs> can I spend twenty dollars on a cheesecake? Yes. <laughs> you can spend twenty dollars on a cheesecake easily yes. in New York City. <laughs> Let's do it. <laughs> so Jared now I, is going to tell us all. What, yeah, what I've been thinking to? about it because you caught me off guard in the last episode. <laughs> Even and though I, we do it, I opted episode. out. I was like, oh, uh, <laughs> mental break. Um, so I, I have been. We were talking a little bit about it in the taxi, um, but I've been reading all old classic literature lately and trying to trying to read like at least one to two classic lit books every week and um i just finished the sun also rises mm. by hemingway and i have actually me, never read that it's a good one it's yeah. a good one it's like the reason why people know about running with the bulls yeah. in the west is because of that book um but it really made me want to go to spain it really made me want to travel again and um so yeah, that's kind of been my inspiration as of late because Spain is unbelievable. So that's awesome. Yeah. Well, Rachel, we're checking out, and I, I think just like reading, like I like to watch, watch a lot of like movies and like get inspiration from that. But also, um, I think finding reading old books is uh, kind of my thing right now. So yeah, it's been fun. I think what you talked about, what you talked about, not yeah. what I talked about. Yeah. What I talked about was. Pure idiocy, but, <laughs> but, but is like, how can I find a way to entertain myself, but also expand myself? Yeah. And I think like, that's a cool thing is like, whatever field you're working in, like, even when you're not working, you're kind of working. Yeah. You're building yourself up. You're making yourself better. And like, I say it all the time, like in order to be a better creative, you have to learn how to be a better person and be more educated and like. You know, that's the reason why I love the Imagineering series and learning about the history because, like, what they did was, like, they took inspiration from all these different things and they turned it into creating worlds, like, whole yeah. different It's like hospitality industry meets epic storytelling meets ultimate technology yeah. meets guest experience. Yeah. It's like 
It's the reason okay. why I like the Roxy is because like I walk in here, I feel like I'm in like the 1920s. Like right. immediately I'm like, wow, wow, this is a cool experience. And like same thing with that wedding we shot on New Year's. It was like here we are and, and before everything's set up, it's just a room. And then it's transformed into like an ice palace. It's like weddings a total are, different experience. Weddings are yeah. awesome. Yeah. Weddings are awesome. I'm sorry. Like if you get to work in this industry, don't complain. I want to hear about it. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> like it's a great industry. Hey, thank you so much, Rachel. We yes, had an awesome thank you time. So thank you, Rachel. Uh, yeah. Where can everybody awesome. find you? Um, what do you mean? Like, uh, email? The social yes. world. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, our wedding account is Loli Events, just L-O-L-I Events. Yeah, you don't need to give out your personal account. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's your address and social? <laughs> yeah, where can they actually find yeah. me day yeah. today? <laughs> Here's my address. Um, yeah, hey, thank you so much for being on the show. Definitely check out Loli Events. Um, they do amazing work, really, really good. And um, it's definitely... I, and I, like my take on your work, it's different than what you would expect coming out of New York City. And I think that's a great thing. Awesome. So yes. Have an awesome day, guys. Thanks for checking out the Wedding Pros podcast. Um, see you soon. Thank you.